You're listening to On The Fly, a place for real talk about real life and how we're better when we do it together. I'm your host, Tina Hutchison, and I'm here to celebrate you. I hope you join the conversation as we're all seeking just to discover our own unique purpose in this life. Thanks for listening. And as always, I hope you live inspired. Today, I get the joy of having a conversation with Randy Smith. I want to welcome him to On The Fly. He has been a professional bass player and singer for over 30 years. What an incredible musician. This man has music in his very cells. And he has played for some of the greatest people in the industry. Louise Mandrell, Pam Tillis, Trisha Yearwood, Don Henley, Billy Dean. Uh, gosh, it, the list goes on and on. Luke Bryan, Leanne Womack. He has been a great in the industry as a player and an incredible singer as well. Recording artist. He's done so much work around this town, but we're not going to have a conversation about Randy's career, though that would be interesting and exciting as well. But we're going to have a talk about Randy, the human being, the soul, and the journey that he's taken in the last five years in his life that has opened him up as a person, grown him deeper through the struggle and the strife of what it is to kind of be reborn into a new space and a new way of looking at life. I know you're going to love this conversation. So just sit back, enjoy, and... Uh, and hear the human journey of Randy Smith. All right, Randy Smith, I'm so glad that you're my guest on the fly. Thanks for agreeing to sit down at the table with me and have a discussion. Thanks for having me, Tina. Yeah, so I want to jump in and say, here you are in Nashville, 23 years. You're in that, you said it's the one percentile? One percentile, get to make a living doing what I love to do, you know. Which is incredible, because so many people, when you come to this town, I mean, I've, I've been here a long time as well, and I've had waiters who are also players, who are also singers. You know, right. everybody's kind of got a side job, and then they're right. able to pursue a bit of what they love, but you get to do it full time. I do. Uh, I am blessed with the side job of having a wife who has a wonderful day job, so that <laughs> that has been a blessing for us in the ebb and flow of creativity you know oh, yeah. so uh, that's that's been that for me yeah so tell us just a little bit about randy randy smith the guy uh randy smith the guy born and raised pensacola florida uh lived you know most of my the first half of my life on the gulf coast from uh literally living in every state on the gulf coast from texas to florida at one time or another uh but most people don't know that uh i was a college athlete and uh had full scholarship as a football player and uh, found out really quickly after a couple of years of playing that, that, you know, starving to death as a musician was more appealing than breaking <laughs> my body playing football, you know, uh, but music has always been a part of my house. Here you are, you're a dad, you're a husband, you're a full-time musician, and your life uh, has had some interesting things happen in the last few years that have grown you. I mean, I know we're always growing, but these things have exponentially opened you up. Yeah. I, you know, the last uh, five years has been both uh, informative and teaching and, you know, I've learned a lot of things, but has been without question the most difficult time in my life kind of coming face to face with my own demons and looking in the mirror and going, I don't like that guy. Yeah. Facing the realization that there's a lot of people in the wake of my poor choices that I hurt 
and um, I'm a people person. I, I, I never, I've always been the peacemaker, you know, always trying to, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and all that, but knowing that my actions actually hurt a lot of people, whether directly or indirectly. Right. That was, that was sobering. In the process of all of that, had some major rejections from people that I was in relationship with that walked away from me. They were the people that I thought would stand there with me. But when the rubber hit the road, they weren't. And that was devastating for me because if I'm anything, I'm loyal in friendships and relationships. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I'm, I'm not much on status. You know, I'm, you know, being in the the business that I'm in, you know, people tend to kind of look at you if you've had any kind of success at all and go, God, that guy's great or he's wonderful and I want to be like that person. And uh, I tell a lot of upcoming musicians and stuff that, hey, man, I'm just a guy. You know, I was blessed and, you know, in the right place at the right time and, and knew you know, got to meet some great people and got to do things that I never thought that I would and got to go places that I never thought that I ever dreamed. I mean, I dreamed about it, kind of fantasized about it. Wow, wouldn't it be great to stand in front of 15,000 people and play music? And the first time that happened, I went, wow, that was amazing. But then the next week, you know, you're not, you're not working and you go, Oh, I'm just the same guy. You right, know, you re- right. You, that you come to that realization right. very, very quickly, or you should. Because basically, you're in the infrastructure of some extremely famous people. Yeah. And you're in the infrastructure of, of creating that bed of music around them. Right. But you go home. Yeah. Yeah. And they and get I go mow my grass. Get, that's you right. Know, right. While, while they pay somebody <laughs> else to mow. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And that's and that's the yeah. That's the unique journey. I always, that you've I always been tell on. people, you know, me, they say, "Oh man, wow, you're famous." I'm like, "No." I work for famous people, but I'm, right. I'm just a dude, you know, I'm just a bass player. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, but here's the thing, you know, here you're out, you're gutting it out week after week, walking through something extremely difficult, playing, playing out and, and still on the inside processing uh, what it is to be dropped by people who are not supposed to drop you. Exactly. So during that time, because I know that was a that was a few years ago, and before we hit the next couple big things that hit you, during that time, what did you learn about what rejection can do to a human being? Um, I think the biggest thing I learned is I didn't realize how incredibly painful words could be. Your real friends walk in when everybody else walks out. Right. They do. And they you do. realize that I know I have a handful of people that I can call right now that I know no matter what I did, they would be there. They would stand with me. And then there are other people that were wonderful friends, but that they can't handle that. And I think some of that has to do with you can only give what you know, what you've, what you know how to give. You know, I'm a, you know, a bass player and I teach, you know, on the side. I can't teach another player anything that I don't know. Exactly. And grace and mercy, if you've never been extended that kind of thing where you just like, you know, some real true forgiveness, if you've never extend had that extended to you, you don't know how to give it to anybody else. You know, that's the truth. I mean, what you're saying about sometimes people act 
in ways that are extremely disappointing to us. Yeah. But in many ways, it's because either they are not accepting themselves, they're not being honest with themselves, or they have not grown to the capacity where they have the potential to give. Yes. And so what we can learn is we look at them and instead of wallowing in the anger, and sometimes we live there for a moment, we can extend to them the very thing they were unwilling to give us. And that is grace. And when we go through, and I've gone through a public a struggle and all of those things, when we go through those things, they mark us, but they, they're they kind of like tattoos. Yeah. You know, they're identifiable. And when you see someone else who has one, there's a language you guys can share where you understand, man, yeah, I've been there. And, and here I am with you, you know, walking in prison like I do. And so many people will say, well, how can you love someone who's killed their child? How can you be gracious when, you know, I just say, I know that all of us have the capacity to be absolutely stupid, yeah. cruel. Um, and we all have within us, I genuinely believe, the capacity to rise into something absolutely beautiful. And sometimes the very things that break us, uh, even when we self-break, even when we self-wound uh, right. with our choices, are the very things that make us more usable absolutely. in our journey. Absolutely. And no one is horrible and no one is grand. We're right. just humans. It, we're just these people <laughs> trying to make it through and exactly. eke our way through this life, you know. And But that's the thing in our lives is that we don't, we don't want to get in the messy parts of us, you know. It's in true. my own spiritual walk, you know, but that, that's... It's it's dirty, man. The the stuff un, under the surface, the anger, the bitterness, the hurt, the those those are not fun things to deal yeah. with, and we don't talk about those a lot. But those are the things, and to me, that's where those relationships that I've had that have been priceless to me and are still priceless to me are the ones that go, yeah, I get it. I've been there, man. And I'm and I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm gonna yeah. be right here with you and I'm gonna walk with you through all of that. So. And it allows you to give to people in a way that you never would have before. Oh, absolutely. And it's so beautiful. So you were walking a path for a couple of years of dealing with all of the those yeah. repercussions and and those emotional, you know, dings, and then you lose someone who meant the world to you. Tell yeah. us about that. Um my brother and I, uh I was the, the kind of a unique story i was born on my brother's first birthday the exact sign like he was exactly a year and 19 minutes older than i am wow and uh just the two of us only sibling uh we both had a just you know a love for music but my brother was an entertainer coach driver so he was around artists and all that stuff but he also was one of the guys that just he loved music, and he knew more about music than most guys ever know. He just was passionate about it. I always tell people when I was in high school, and I was a bit tunnel-visioned in my uh, taste of music, my brother was the guy that said, Hey, man, you know, get your head out of your rear end in here and you know, listen to something other than just Journey. You know, there were, there, <laughs> there were other bands out there, you know. And, uh, uh, so I credit him with my very, very broad taste in music. You know, because he loved everything. And um, um, so I got a call Sunday afternoon, September 21st, 2014. Hey, man, this is so-and-so, and Billy's gone. And I was just in shock, man. I just, uh, you know, he's 50 years old, just, you know, a couple months shy of his 51st birthday. And... Um, my world kind of stopped there. I had been dealing with just the aftermath of my, you know, my other world, you know, kind of coming apart. And then my brother passes away. 
and calling my parents Ugh. and telling my parents that my brother had died was hands down the hardest conversation I've ever had, ever in my life. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Coinciding with that date, that same month, I lost my gig of nine, nine years. Um, not to any fault of mine, but a lot of, if you know the music business at all, uh, artists will go, hey, I think I'm going to do something different. Right. And, you know, people that have worked with you for a long time will go, okay. And then you got to kind of back up and regroup, you know. And it's no fault of any other artist. It's just the nature of the beast. And so I'm dealing with all of that stuff that happened two years ago. I lost my gig. And then my brother dies. And I'm like, wow, man, that's a lot on your plate. Mm-hmm. So now I'm dealing with that. I have become administrator of my dad, my brother's estate, uh, which was a lot of legal, you know, stuff. And, uh, and I'm trying to be a comforter to my mom and dad. And I don't have any idea how to do that because I've never lost a child. Right. And yeah. as much as close as my brother was, he wasn't my son. And I don't know how that feels. And I didn't know how to encourage. I didn't know how to convey, you know, hey, I'm here. I, I could say it, but I didn't know how to do it. And, um, uh, I was frustrated, you know. I was, I had to put my grief for my brother on the on the back burner. That's just you know? overwhelming. Yeah, and processing I mean, that much. Yeah. is overwhelming. Yeah, and in the middle of all that, and and you're processing all those things. You know, one of the the things that's a big part of I don't want to say the word identity, but it's a big part of who you are is of course you're playing. And, yeah, and and musicians do not just play, contrary to popular belief, right. just to earn money no. they play to soothe their own soul they play Absolutely. and so for you there was a massive disconnect oh huge disconnect that happened between you and your base and the very thing that is a nurturing part of what heals you very you, much you so. couldn't pick it up I, I i tried i mean i it, it sat there it was in my office and i would walk by it. i'd leave my bedroom i walked by my office and there it was on the stand and i went man i really want to play. i can't do it today I'm emotionally not in a place to play, and I just I can't do it. And ironically, the day that I was picking up the death certificate, which was a few weeks after my brother had passed, a buddy of mine uh, who was a counselor called me and said, I think I got something for you, and I want to share this with you. And I said, okay. He said, because uh, he knew about my situation a couple of years prior. He said, man, you've kind of been grieving for a long time. And, uh, and he said, grief has a way of making us take the essence of who we are or what makes us uniquely us, that makes us other than just another man or another woman or whatever. And he said, it's different for everyone. You know, there's a creative thing that we're passionate about. Some people it's writing or journaling or painting, uh, you know, singing, whatever it is. And for me, it was my bass playing. And he said, so we put that on the shelf and said, I can't deal with that now. I got too many other things on my plate. He said, but you got to pick it back up and you got to start being you again. Mm. Now, there's a part of that that goes, how could I do something that it's that I love so very much? Because that feels like a selfish thing to me, because 
hey, I got to do something that gives me joy. I'm in the middle of, you know, you know, a crap storm here. Right. How do I do that? So I started kind of picking it up a little bit. And I was like, okay. Don't it's feel like, like a I'm... shocking re-entry, it? Isn't is. It, it is. Yeah. It's like, hey, how do I do this again? You know, I've been doing this for 30 years. How do I do that again? I've had friends who talk yeah. about when they experience a death and the first time they catch themselves smiling. Yeah. They think, yeah. I'm not supposed to. I'm I, not supposed to do that. No. Right. That's not, exactly. that's not right in the middle of all of this loss. Yeah. That part is not right. But somehow those other parts of who we are right. are what will mend us back to together. I was playing and I went, oh, there you are. Randy. Randy's back. Yeah. Man. Randy's back. That's You hadn't lost it. All right, so yeah. y- you figure out, yeah, this is this. I'm back, right? I'm full force back, and then uh, you, you and have I a, get real passionate. Oh yeah, oh man, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, we're gonna do it. It's awesome, you know. And then you have a an episode with popcorn. I was heating oil for uh, popcorn. Uh, our power went out in a storm, and I forgot about it. And when the power came back on, I realized I had something on the stove and ran to the kitchen. And when I did, there was a four foot flame. And I grabbed it and singed from the heat, had a knee-jerk reaction, and I pulled back and this oil splashed all over my hand and burned my hand, second and third degree burns. You know, I just burned my hand. This is what I do for a living, and I just kind of destroyed my hand here. I see your scars, so I know that was a a very traumatic uh, event. Uh, in addition to, to the burn, then I had to have skin graft surgery oh, yeah. on my hand. Yeah. And uh, again, my you know the chair was knocked out from under me, and I'm down on my back again. And I'm but you'd learned something from the other times. I did. Yeah, and you applied some different lessons this time around. <laughs> I did. I looked at it, and I went, okay. I knew better than wallowing it because, you know, Back in 2012, when my world first crashed, I wallowed for about six or seven months, and that is uh, that took me down to a place that I never thought that I could get that dark. Yeah, that can destroy you. Yeah, if you it, stay it, there it too long. took me Absolutely. down. That grief is one thing, and I understand about grief, but I stayed in it so long that I'd allowed it to shape who I was right. and even to I to define me. When my ha- when I burned my hand, I had uh, an amazing uh, community of cats that just came out of the woodwork. One of my dear friends set up a you know GoFundMe thing uh, that helped me pay my mortgage for a couple months. I had friends. You can't. I can't believe the overwhelming amount of support that I had. This huge, not just a little, but a huge community of cats that genuinely loved and cared about me. And I'll pause and say, yeah. isn't it interesting that the bookends that uh, taught you the most was when you were not supported and then you have life that happens in between and here's your other bookend that shows you what support looks like. Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Oh, yeah. And and your gratitude level had to be off the charts oh, my God. after what you'd gone through. Oh, my through. God, yeah. It was just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. Talk about a redemption kind of oh my story, God. right? Yeah, huge. Yeah, that's huge. beautiful. And uh, and this was this was you know you call it whatever you want to call it. I call it a God moment. I'm looking at my hand here, and when it happened, the three places on 
you know, I got burned the, my index finger and middle finger, which is the two things that I use the most playing, being a bass player, and my thumb. But the three places that didn't get any oil or burn on it is the three places that I play my bass with, the pads on both fingers <laughs> and the side of my thumb where I, you know, if you're playing funk or something. Oh, yeah. And I thought. That's great. Even in all of that, I was protected. Yep. That's a silver lining. It, grace, absolutely. Yeah. Got, I got staples in my hand. There's scarring and all this kind of stuff. Five weeks after my initial burn, four weeks after having staples and skin graft surgery, I started playing my bass again. Now, don't you think it's interesting that here you are after the journey that you've walked. This is what's so cool about our human journeys. We learn lessons in the darkest places. Oh, my God. And when we get to another dark place, it's not that we move through them faster. We move through them differently because of what we've learned. Absolutely. And that's why you were able to look at the base and not feel disconnected exactly. from who you are. I, I went, and okay. see it as a pathway to I healing. Saw, exactly. Yeah, it was like, okay, that. there it is. That. This is good. It's going to take me from this point to that point to get to where I want to be. But I know exactly where I want to be now. And I was going for that thing. The other thing that it taught me is that uh, I, I, this whole journey of, of, you know, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. It's a different foot than it was, you know, six years ago. Right. Completely different. Yes. Yeah. You're a different but I'm person. Putting, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, but I, I learned, okay, I, I learned from that thing and it taught me something. This whole, the grief you know, of losing my brother taught me how to be able to relate to someone else, you know, in that grief. My own poor choices that rocked my world, that caused my world to crumble, taught me how to be able to deal with other people whose worlds were rocked. In your journey, Randy, I think, you know, those takeaways, and I will learn, I will choose to be a student of those moments. And, you know, I've known you for just a brief time, been around you, been in environments with you. And I want to speak life over you before we get to your I am's, because I think there's so much meat in what you've said. People are going to be able to apply it. But what I see when you enter a room is um, enormous kindness enters the room. There's a gentleness about your spirit. You are the kind of musician who's the top shelf musician. You've played for some of the biggest names in the industry. There is not an ounce of ego on you. I would have never known what you did had someone not said, oh man, you know, that's, that's Randy Smith. He does da 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 And I, I would have only seen the most beautiful human and, and not uh, anything that is uh, lilting to your ego, just kindness and warmth and, and accessibility, approachability. And that, if, if all of those journeys in your life have continued to shape this wonderful human being sitting across from me, I'm grateful for the journey you've been on, man. Absolutely. You know, my, my wife uh, will tell you that, you know, I, when my whole thing, you know, five years ago when our, our world kind of crumbled, I did a lot of weeping during that time, and I did a lot of apologizing. I wept, you know, to my wife, you know, because you know my my actions directly affected her and were wounding to her. I looked at my wife. I said, I really wish all that stuff hadn't happened, you know. And she says, I don't. She says because the person you are now was worth it. 
that's huge coming from the wounded person. She's an amazing woman. My wife has hands down been the most important person in my life. And I'll tell you, one reason is that she is the one that pushes me when I'm afraid. She's the one that will jump off the cliff and say, come on, go with me. She's the one. And and I, I credit her for a lot of, I mean, I have talent and I have things that, you know, God-given things that God has given me, but I wouldn't be where I am without her. You know, every, every interview, when I get to the end of these interviews, and I love, I love hearing people's stories. Gosh, I love it so much. Uh, whatever follows our I am determines our future. So I want to hear your three I am's, Randy Smith. This first I am is kind of a combination of a lot of things, okay? All right. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a friend. And I hope that I am a forgiver. My second I am is I am a champion, an unashamed champion of peace and love. And that's the kind of thing that I want to, that I'm always trying to project to other people, that we're all human beings and we're supposed to love each other. We don't have to like each other that much, but we got to love each other. I, I am a champion for peace and love. My third I am is, you know, I'm a bass player, man, and I love playing music. I've never wanted to be anything but a musician. And I've been blessed to be able to do that yeah. and do something yeah. that I love to do. So that's, you know, I think that's that's me in a nutshell, you know. And I, I love people, man. I'm a people guy. You are. I'm you a social are. cat, you know. Yeah. I, I love being around people. Um, and you're a difference maker when you are around them. I try to be. And, you know? and, yeah. and you're intentional about it. And I, yeah. I have been the recipient of that many times in a room with you. And um, thank you so much for, for, first of all, for being vulnerable. I think there's so much power when we are real about our stories, yeah, uh, we yeah. could have talked forever about what it was like to stand behind, you know, <laughs> yeah. Luke Bryan and yeah. all these different people. Yeah. But that that isn't real story, man. No. That's that's yeah. a show. Yeah, uh, we want to we want to get to the the real meat of who we are as people. And yeah. thank you so much for being vulnerable yeah. in your story. And um, thank you, Randy, for yeah. being my guest. Thank you for having me, Tina. It's just been a pleasure for me, and I, I've just. I loved, enjoyed, really have enjoyed getting to know you over the last, you know, short time that we've known each other. Um, but, you know, we talked about this earlier about there, there are people that you come across that so you're just like, man, I feel like I've known that person forever. That's and, right. And you That's are right. that, definitely that kind You are of that for me as well, so, man. Thank, thank you. you so much for your time. And, and everyone who's listening, I, I hope that this gives you pieces that you can apply into your own life no matter what journey you're on. And we just want to keep getting human stories out there so that we can all learn from one another. That's why we're here. And always remember, we are so much better on this journey, this thing we're eking through called life, as Randy says, when we do it together. You guys go out and do the one thing you were put here to do. Have a great one. That's all right. Peace and love. Peace and love. I'm so glad you tuned in to listen today. You know, your support is an invaluable part of this conversation. Go to iTunes, rate us, review us. That would be incredible because it really does allow us to rise in visibility. We want more people to join this conversation about life. 
And you know, you can always find us on the fly podcast.com. You can email me Tina on the fly at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So go out and do that one thing that you are put here to do. And always remember, we are so much better when we do it together. Thanks for listening.